Uh-oh, cancel culture has come to TikTok, except this time they're canceling left-wingers. Why? We're going to bring in an expert to talk about it. Jessica Burbank is an analyst. She's a content creator. She's gotten her videos blocked or censored on TikTok. She's also a data and analytics manager at People's Action. Jessica, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here. No problem. Okay, so what in the world did they block on TikTok for you? It's been quite a few things. It started with just a comment where I commented on my own video and said to someone, don't call me a capitalist, ew. And that violated community guidelines. And they didn't really specify which community guidelines that violated. And from there, it's really escalated to them preventing my videos from getting uploaded, having just like videos about American intervention getting completed, completely taken down. Uh, videos on a series that I do uh, called Men Annoy Women, uh, taken down for hate speech, uh, oh. videos about teaching critical race theory in Virginia, getting taken down for harassment and bullying, and even getting blocked from going live. So the, it looks like there's a couple of different issues there. Um, so my guess is that on the uh, women uh, being annoyed at men video, can I uh, guess that it was uh, really angry, hateful right-wing men who reported you as against the community guidelines? Is that is that fair guess? That's the working theory is that they're very organized online and are mass reporting the content. Okay, so at least I understand that. It's absurd, absurd. And all these tough guys, oh, liberals are uh, snowflakes. Oh my gosh, she's something bad, <laughs> reporter. Okay, so. There's some great irony in that. Let's note that and move on. But if it's like trolls that are finding a loophole in the system, okay, that's one thing. If it's the company itself that's saying, did you just say there's something wrong with capitalism? Censor her. That's a different thing. So do we have any indication that that's what's happening in some of the videos? Yeah, I mean, when I did this series on the American intervention in Guatemala, a video was blocked from getting uploaded that discussed in great detail the connections between the foreign policy establishment and United Fruit Company. And it's not really clear what phrasing triggered the algorithm to prevent that video from ever getting uploaded. But it's pretty clear that they're scraping the text for something if they can catch it before it even goes live. Before it even goes live. So that eliminates the possibility that it was trolls. So right, it does. Okay, now, now that's significant evidence. Uh, I saw in one of the notes that the, they said you had violated the guidelines on quote, content that counters generally accepted beliefs. Wait, do we all have to believe the things that are generally accepted, whether they're true or untrue? So I get it if they say, oh, okay, well, look, it's generally accepted belief that ivermectin is to treat tapeworm, but it is not to treat coronavirus. Well, that's generally accepted among scientists and doctors and is related to your health. So I could see generally accepted beliefs being relevant there. But generally accepted beliefs that capitalism is awesome and you don't agree is not a, I didn't think was a thing, but apparently it is a thing. And in the story about the coup in Guatemala, well, but that actually happened. I actually saw part of your video on that and the part I saw was 100% factual. So do they ever clarify to you? Because it would be one thing if they say, okay, you know what? We think you misinterpreted a fact or we think you got that fact completely wrong and here's our fact check, etc. It would be another thing if they say, 
yeah, I mean, you're right, but we just generally don't accept your beliefs. Exactly, everything I talk about is evidenced in CIA documents from the National Security Archives. So it's all true, but are these generally accepted beliefs? No, because do we teach American intervention history in schools? Many people are not aware of this history that we have. And TikTok even went so far as to include in the most recent update to their written community guidelines, this quote that they don't allow conspiratorial content that counters generally accepted beliefs and cast blame on a group or entity rather than any living individual. So if I talk about the foreign policy establishment and multinational corporations interests abroad and that being a motivation for CIA activity abroad or American intervention, suddenly that violates the community guidelines and this platform where I've built a following is not something I can use to discuss this anymore. So, I mean, we now built in several different absurdities, right? So one of right. them is, if you offend anyone, including the bad guys, we're going to ban you. But wait a minute, they did a coup. I can't criticize the coup against a democratically elected leader. I'm casting aspersions on a long dead CIA agent from decades ago. Are you serious or is this a joke, right? I mean, that's absurd. Then under that philosophy, we would never be able to criticize the government. Oh, there it is. Um, so. Uh, and then there's the second absurdity, Jessica, and this is a story we covered just a couple of days ago on, on TYT. Um, they said that somebody's saying that uh, inflation is corporate price gouging because they still are very profitable companies. So they're choosing to raise prices on you. And Instagram did a fact check on that and said, no, be careful, uh, you should read AFP fact check on this. Corporations, by raising prices, didn't actually raise them, it's not their fault. No, but now wait a minute, now your fact check is lying. So that's a whole different layer here. No, it was definitely corporations who raised the prices. It could be our opinion on price gouging, there's a number of factors, but our opinion is not allowed, our facts not allowed. So Jessica, that's a long way of asking you, has anyone from TikTok or any of these other platforms ever reached out to you and given you a real explanation why the things you're stating, which are actually completely factual, are being taken down? No, no explanations from TikTok. You get a violation and they'll give you a notification explaining which of the community guidelines it violates. Sometimes it'll just say hate speech and you can submit an appeal and they review it and it goes live again. And that's a really good tool if you're getting mass reported for them to reinstate the content, but it still disrupts your feed. And it's really interesting, the point about inflation, because you have people like Daniel Tarullo, the former Fed chair, even saying that the Fed has no working theory of inflation. So can we expect Instagram or TikTok to have a working theory of inflation and then take content down if it doesn't fit that when economists don't even agree on it? It's really ridiculous how much power these people have over the public discourse and essentially the public square with TikTok being the most visited online destination and just no transparency for the creators. So Jessica, now let's tackle the hardest question, which is what do you do with actualized the right wing? Because I remember when they started putting notes on the right wing stuff, I said, look, that's good because those are clear lies. We can prove to you and we do prove to you on the show that they're lies. And and it definitely affects the public health, etc. Right? But I said, be careful, because once you open that door, then they're going to apply it and uh, to 
everyone else, and most especially progressives, because we're the most against corporate rule, right? And and corporations are gonna wanna take over these platforms like they did with mainstream media, because they're not manufacturing news, they're manufacturing consent. So now we have to go back to the original question then. So what should they have done with right-wing propaganda online? Because if you open the door, it's a terrible door. But if you don't open the door, then they could lie about anything they want and endanger people's lives. Exactly, yeah, it's really difficult. We don't want them to just take down any content that they consider extreme because we know that they consider even very factual things about CIA intervention to be extreme. And it puts us in a really dangerous place of we don't have a public sphere for communications or public discourse where we can exchange ideas that's not controlled by a corporation. And so I'm not sure, I think it's a really big question. How do we democratically control a place for online public discourse? Uh, it's not a question I think I have the answer to. I think a lot of people are going to need to contribute to that. But certainly I think everyone can agree that having these corporations have full control over what information and ideas live or dies is ridiculous and it feels really dystopian. Yeah, um, look, I think that if they stuck to facts and they had you know, not a perfect system, but one that works. You know, ninety percent of the time, and and they, and by the way, that applies equally. Unlike the right wing, we're one hundred percent principled. So if you found a left winger who was making up stuff, yeah, of course you should take that down, right? Especially if it involves public health, etc. Right? But we're saying things that are provable. There's, there's no and. And look, and if by the way, so the and you, should you take down right wing opinions? No, hell no. So, for example, the right wing comically believes that this system was rigged by immigrants. The guy who crossed the border without a dollar in his pocket somehow rigged the system, but not the multi billion dollar banker who gave money to Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Now, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard, but that's their opinion. I wouldn't take that down, right? Uh, only if you're saying something that is obviously and demonstrably false. So, but corporations got a corporate. Uh, so, here we are. Uh, one more uh, question about that, Jessica. Since this is cancel culture, and uh, I hear about cancel culture all the time on cable news. Uh, Bill Maher is obsessed with it. Joe Rogan's obsessed with it. So you've been all over cable news, and they're talking about cancel culture against the left, right? I mean, yeah, that's not what we really hear. I really like Cornell West's take on this, which is, you know, we don't necessarily need to cancel ideas. What we need to do is get people to recognize their shared humanity if we're ever going to bridge the gaps between people. Uh, and this, this sort of regulation where the solution is to just silence people removes our ability to even have conversations about these things. Uh, and that's exactly what we need to bridge the gap. So that's really concerning. I think, you know, as content creators, we have to think about what power do we have? We are the product that TikTok is selling essentially. Without people making content, there would be nothing on, on the app. So what power do we have essentially as workers uh, to maybe withhold our labor in creating content and demand something better than what's going on? That's interesting. All right, I wanna end on one quick thing. So what you are a data analytics manager for people's action. What is people's action? Uh, People's Action is where I work. It's just a, a group of uh, community organizing nonprofits from around the country. And so I help them with their organizing and do a lot of data and analytics. Um, and we do things like create algorithms for better voter targeting um, and 
that's been really interesting because TikTok runs off of an algorithm. So trying to figure out how that works with my background in data and analytics has been really interesting. The black box of machine learning is exactly that, but having more visibility into it would be very cool. Uh, but yeah, analyzing the data and analytics on TikTok and, and taking that expertise you know, to my social media has been interesting as well. All right, uh, Jessica, uh, where can people find you if they can find you? Uh, people can find me on TikTok for now. Uh, they can find me on Twitter, and I'm going to start a series on American Intervention on YouTube as well. All right, there you go. We've had good luck with uh, YouTube. I think they're generally fair, so let's hope that holds. Um, all right, yeah. Jessica Burbank, everybody check her out, uh, unless she's being censored. Um, okay, thank you for joining <laughs> us, Jessica. Thank you. And you'll never be censored here. Thank you. No problem. Awesome, thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, Jessica, that was uh, terrific, really appreciate it. Awesome, thank you so much. No problem, Thanks. hopefully All we right. can do more yeah. stuff together. Yes, that'd be great. All right, we found a professor who's got a crazy idea. He thinks that maybe uh, that politicians might be motivated by money. I mean, every mainstream media reporter is, uh, I say, <laughs> that's the craziest thing we've ever heard. Money, politicians, no, they don't care about that at all. All right, so we decided to bring on this crazy professor uh, to talk about his wild theory that millions of dollars might affect human beings. Uh, Peter Matthews is, uh, is a professor of political science and international relations. He's also the author of Dollar Democracy on Steroids with Liberty and Justice for Some, How to Reclaim the Middle Class Dream for All I Know Because uh, I've Got the Book. And now he's also running for Congress. So, Peter, welcome. Thank you so much, Jake. Always good to be with you. Uh, no problem. Uh, so, Peter, um, you've done so many things. And you're a professor, you wrote these books. Um, uh, I'm going to come back to the books, but why did you decide to run for Congress? Well, because uh, actions speak louder than words, and words are very important, and writing is very important, but we gotta take action, Jank. This country is in a crisis situation, so is the world, as you know, and it's because of money and politics. That overlies everything. We can't get universal single-payer healthcare, we can't get tuition-free college, we can't fix the climate, which is falling apart and destroying, you know, the world's being destroyed with that because of these uh, fossil fuel companies, and it's all because of money and politics. So in every single area, gun control, all of that is money and politics that's been buying off the politicians. And I'm running without corporate money because of that reason, with lots of grassroots support. Uh, who are you running against? What's the district? Right now, it's the, called the 42nd district. It includes Long Beach, where I live, is about a little less than half the uh, district. The other half has a very uh, interesting area up north of the district, which is up in Downey, Bellflower, and Lakewood. But also further north is Huntington Park. It's got cities like Bell and Bell Gardens. So it's a very diverse district, but mostly it's very moderate to low income. And there are people that are suffering, Jenk, that need to have more justice in their lives. And they work so hard and haven't gotten it. So that's kind of what they're, we're running in right now. We have a couple of other people running, of course. We have a candidate or two that are already elected politicians who think they can come in and walk in with big money and take the seat. But we have so many, so many volunteers ready to go. And we've already ready, ready to launch our campaign. We already launched it, actually. We got, we got everything going just about a couple of weeks ago. What's your website? It's PeterMatthewsForCongress.org, and it's spelled out completely. You know, Matthews is spelled with one T, M-A-T-H-E-W-S, and four is F-O-R. PeterMatthewsForCongress.org. Okay. All right, we'll put that link down below too, so people can check that out. So, thank um, you. No problem, uh, Peter. 
is you're covering political science as a professor. Why did money in politics stick out to you as as the issue to focus on? Because it's something that actually political science studies like the Gillens and Page study, which came out just a couple years ago. They did multivariate analysis, complicated stuff, you know, political science. And they found that major issues that people want, such as universal health care, such as tuition free college, 81% of Americans support tuition free college, 70% support universal health care, 90% support stricter gun control. And yet we cannot get that done. So when you research it and find out why, you go to opensecrets.org and other websites that show where the money is coming from, you find there are correlational votes. There's a correlation between how these people in Congress vote, at least 70, 80% of the time for their donors and not for the voters that they promise so many beautiful things to and never deliver. That's it's pretty much you know, right there in front of us. As a political scientist, you have to keep your eyes open right there. Yeah, and there was a study that came out, I believe, between Princeton and Northwestern professors a couple of years back, and they showed- That's the Gillens and Page study, that's the oh, study that's I the just one. mentioned. Yeah, and that part of that study showed that the bottom 90%, which is 90% of us, um, had absolutely zero effect on elections, none, um, on policies, I should say. Uh, so even if 90% of the country wants it, it is not going to pass if the rich don't say yes. And so, and so, but Peter, some people might recognize you because you're on cable news a decent amount, including on CNN. And so, do you ever do you ever ask the folks in the in the rest of the press, or do you have I don't know, maybe you've studied, I don't know, why they never talk about the issue that is obvious if you study political science, obviously the number one issue in politics, which is the donor money. Mm-hmm. I've certainly pointed it out several times, and I've been given examples, even on CNN, also Sky News Australia, which is a Rupert Murdoch owned station. They keep calling me back because I just tell the truth. And I guess I got an audience, Cenk, but I let them know that the audience, whatever it's, whether it's progressive or conservative, whatever, that we cannot fight for these issues successfully unless we get the big money out of politics. It's like, who's your daddy? You heard that before. Everyone likes to smile when they hear it, but it's true. Who's your daddy? Who's paying you? And what are you going to be giving for that? And they see it when I give examples, but on the mainstream media, I bring up the issue of why we don't have, for example, tuition fee college. I talked on KTLA, for example, on why Trump didn't mention the uh, not the free trade issue. He mentioned didn't mention a bit about free trade being the real reason that we have undocumented people fleeing across the border to find jobs over here because we took United States was involved with the corporations going there and paying next to nothing the workers in Mexico to make those cars for GM. And then also to dump our crops. NAFTA, the free trade agreement, was one in which Bill Clinton pushed it through, a Democrat, and dumped our crop. The corporate agriculture can dump their corn over there in Mexico, drive the family farm out of business, and those folks go desperately looking for work in the city, maybe in a car factory that's owned by Americans. And then they come here because that doesn't pay much. Four dollars an hour, not even that, is what the auto workers get there. So I mentioned on KTLA, I said, this is why we really have illegal or undocumented workers here. Illegal immigration, it's not because people love the weather here in LA. They got great weather in Mexico. It's not because they love the food here, which we got great food here, but they love great food in Mexico. Great beaches there. I said this on KTLA, Jay. It's on my website, actually. All right. Uh, KTLA is a. Oh, they didn't call me back. They called me back only twice after that, I think. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> By the way, that's not that bad a record, though. Uh, I, I, every time I see you on TV, I'm always surprised they call you back. Uh, so keep on going, brother. Uh, so KTLA is a, a large local uh, television station here in LA and obviously 42nd districts in California. Uh, so um, it, it turns out uh, that as you were doing research, uh, you ran into a group that I founded 
what was that about money in politics? It was a group called Wolfpack, great name by the way, and it, it symbolizes what you're doing. And it has to do with going to the grassroots and getting people organized in each state to get the state legislators to call an Article 5 convention, which has never been used before, but it can certainly be used in the future, where people would come together in a convention and then decide what to write to get money out of politics completely. And they will decide that and there'll also be a check on it because 38 states would have to ratify that. So the fear that this could be a runaway convention is unfounded. And so I was very excited when I saw Wolfpack is going very strong on this and saying, let's go to the people first. At the very least, the people getting organized demanding that the legislatures will actually call the convention might light a fire under Congress. And then Congress might go ahead and propose it, might. But most corporate Congress members don't want to get money out of politics. They're benefiting from it. But I'm glad Wolfpack is pushing it. Thank you, wolf-pack.com. And so the reason Wolfpack pushes a convention idea is because the only other way to amend the Constitution is to go through Congress. If you're in the audience now, do any of you, Republican or Democrat, think that two thirds of Congress is call is going to call for an amendment to get money out of politics when 90% of Congress was got there through money in politics? They're not going to give away their power. You got to go around them. But Peter, you know, you were saying before we got on air that Wolfpack is the only group trying to get the solution through. A convention, which is the only realistic path, right? So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm encouraged that I started the one group that actually has a plan that could work. I'm discouraged that it's the only group. Um, and uh, and look, in the Democratic Party, uh, Democratic leadership has come out against the convention, saying, "Do not do that. That could lead to real change." And they hate the idea of real change. And they've hoodwinked a lot of people. Uh, but you study this. Um, it, the threat of a convention has gotten a lot of amendments passed, hasn't it? Absolutely. In fact, have you heard that when the people lead, the leaders will follow? That was from Gandhi. When the people lead, the leaders, leaders will follow, and that's what you're doing. And there have been other times when the 17th Amendment, the 17th Amendment to bring about the direct election of US senators, where a fire was lit under the people, under, by the people. To force the Congress to propose that amendment, they weren't going to do it until the people like you guys, Wolfpack, doing it now, did that back then with the 17th Amendment and got it adopted by the members of Congress because the people got organized. So I love Gandhi's phrase; it's very true in all walks of life. 100. percent All right. So Peter, if you you're not taking corporate PAC money, and by the way, his opponents, of course, will. So Peter Matthews for Congress.com. When people do that pledge, that then it's incumbent upon us to support them. Otherwise, they can't win alone. They just cannot do it. You've got to be part of that team. If you want to get money out of politics, you got to support the people that are. So if you get into Congress, as hard as it is, would you propose an amendment to end the private financing of elections? Because believe it or not, that amendment proposal doesn't even exist in Congress. Absolutely, that's the first proposal I would bring in, a proposed amendment to end private money in elections and make it only publicly financed. Other countries in Europe have equal and free airtime on TV for candidates. They have public financing elections. We have state of Maine, which at the state level has public financing elections, and it works. It allows the Maine legislators to be more proactive on giving the people what they need and want. And we know in Europe, there's far more progressive policies like universal health care, child care, 
you have parental leave, you have paid vacation, you have workers' rights, manage workers' management councils, all of those progressive issues because many of most of the parties in Europe and many countries like Germany, even the conservative parties don't go dare go against the consensus of universal health care, against tuition free university and college in Germany, against parental leave. They don't dare go against it. Consensus has been achieved because there was no major money in politics. That's what we got to achieve here. All right, we're almost out of time. Uh, by the way, another advantage in the right wing should join us and we uh, Wolfpack is totally nonpartisan. We would love right wingers. Uh, I might disagree with right wingers on every other issue, but we agree on this. We both hate corruption uh, and, and as an extra incentive to right wingers, um, if we get the 28th amendment to get money out of politics, I will retire. Okay, so right. <laughs> and and go to one of the lovely locations in Peter's screensaver behind him. Okay, that's my plan. Uh, okay, <laughs> and uh, and right wingers make that happen. All right, the book is called Dollar Democracy on Steroids with Liberty and Justice for Some, uh, and Peter Matthews for Congress .com is the website. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. We really really appreciate it. And there's a website for the book too. It's Dollar Democracy on Steroids org. That'll give you two free chapters, dollardemocracyandstories.org. Okay. Two free chapters. You see okay? that? That's the Thank freemium so model. You check it out, you like it, you buy the book, okay? Is he not fair? Uh, he is. All right, Peter, thank you for focusing on these issues. We deeply appreciate it. And thank you for trying to do something about it. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it.